Good morning. If I haven't gotten a chance to meet you yet, my name is Michelle Verrill, and I am a member here at Covenant, and this is my service, so I'm glad to be with you guys again this morning. Um, we're going to continue to take a look at 1 Corinthians 13 um, in this journey that we have kind of begun the last few weeks of taking a deeper look into one of the best known kind of love passages and how it's beyond just for weddings, which for me as a single woman is really exciting because at least I can get love. <laughs> but you know, like it's, it's kind of a mandate that it's for me too. It's not just for like when that one day comes. Um, and I'm saying when because I'm believing I will get married one day, but that's a, you know, a sermon for another day. Um, so the last two weeks we've kind of been diving into this and Thomas has uh, reminded us that this love that God is talking about here is not brotherly love or romantic love. Those are two different kinds of love, but it's actually this agape love. It's the deepest and purest form of love, and it's this love that presupposes action. So we don't have to act right in order to receive God's love. Agape love is something that doesn't come from within ourselves, but it actually comes from God and is therefore poured out. But we have to first receive it. And last week we talked about love is patient. And, you know, he talked about, Thomas talked about how it's, um, it's both a barometer of where we are and a, um, and a catalyst for where we can be. And all week long, I had this song in my head. Be patient, be patient, don't be in such a hurry. When you get impatient, you only start to worry. Remember, remember that God has patience too. And think of all the times when others have to wait for you. I'm in the grocery store yesterday. Thank you. I'm in the grocery store yesterday and I thought shopping on a Sunday was bad. Apparently shopping on a Saturday is also just awful. And I had one thing to buy. I just needed contact solution. And there were 15 people in the 15 items or less line. And I just sat there humming that over and over and over again. And I was like, okay, Lord, this is a true test of patience for me this morning. So I don't know about you guys, um, as Thomas gave us kind of that, that charge to to, to pay attention to patience last week. Um, I know that that was for me. There were moments, like in the grocery store, where my patience was definitely tested. And there are other moments where I was like, oh, okay. I've been way more patient than I thought I would be. Um, and so this morning, we're going to continue on that journey. We're going to continue to be challenged by what love really is. And so we're going to read once again Paul's words um, to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 8, and it says this. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give my body over to hardship that I may boast, but I do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. 
It does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Let me pray for us this morning. God, thank you that you are patient and that you are kind. And that these aren't just two virtues, but they are who you are. And so God, would you help us this morning to receive your kindness? Would you help us to have patience with ourselves? Jesus, you are alive and you are in this place. Holy Spirit, would you awaken our hearts to what you want us to hear this morning. It's in your name we pray, amen. The idea that love is kind is striking, patient, kind. Why these words? Why these phrases? Well, one thing that I know about kind is that um, it's one of the fruits of the Spirit along with patience and love, which, which means that kindness has got to be more than just being really, really nice to people. It's more than tolerating someone or not trying to kind of ruffle any feathers and just getting along and smiling and nodding and just saying, okay, that's great, let's do that. Um, when you're thinking inside, there is, that's the last thing that I really want to do. But what does it mean? I think that love is kind, is is compelling. And if we look at the breadth of scripture, if we look at other places where kindness is is talked about, then it gives us a deeper picture of what it means. Because love is kind along with patience and love as these fruits of the spirit, it really results of being in God's presence and being in step with the Holy Spirit and allowing him to lead and guide our days. I think that living a life of love marked by kindness is just one aspect of what it means to live a life that pleases God. And so when Paul writes love is kind, we have to remember that the kindness and the love that he is talking about is that agape love, that love that presupposes action, that love that only comes from God. And so what that means for us is that we don't have to wait to see how somebody else is gonna act or react, or behave before we show kindness to them. For us, our kindness comes through when we feel, when we kind of give up what we feel is rightfully ours, what we feel like we're entitled to, and we give that up when we let go because someone else is there and our love for them, whether we know them or not, trumps that. It surpasses what we think is fair. We need to put aside our claims and expectations because we're more interested in what's good for someone else. And I don't know about you, but that's not always really easy for me. Sometimes I want people to deserve (laughs) my kindness. But kindness is a choice. It's a practice that can take restraint and humility and it's seeing things from somebody else's perspective. A few months ago, um, 
I was at HEB and I was grocery shopping and my, one of my closest girlfriends called me, Jana, and um, she lives out in California. And if you have been friends with people who don't live on the same coast with you, you know that sometimes time difference and schedules can make it really hard to connect. My parents live in Florida. I have some really good friends that live in California and I'm you know, here in Texas and I'm like, really? Okay, so we have to work through that. And sometimes it's weeks and maybe even months before we get a chance to connect. And so the fact that she called and I could answer was like a big deal. So I'm like, oh my gosh, Jana! She's like, Michelle, this is awesome. So we're talking and I'm grocery shopping, but it's only about 10 minutes in before I'm about to check out. So as I'm walking up to the counter and I'm like, hey girl, let me call you back. I'm about to check out. And she said, okay, cool. So I hang up the phone and I put my, my, my groceries on the belt and the man looks at me and he said, thank you. I was like, for what? <laughs> He said, thank you so much for getting off the phone. He said, you don't know what it's like to go by day by day where people just completely ignore you. He said, especially when they're on their phones. And I was like, oh, well, you're welcome, but I, I don't know that I was trying to do anything. I just think that that's the right thing to do. Like, you're here, you're serving me. I'm gonna try to talk to you. And maybe that was the way that I was brought up. Maybe that was the way that, you know, I've just kind of come to do things. But we continued in conversation and we chatted for a little bit. And, you know, I got my groceries and I walked outside and I called Gianna back. <laughs> but it was a three-minute conversation that I've been reflecting on what love is kind means that I've been struck by that grocery store conversation that I had no idea I had no idea that getting off the phone was gonna strike up a conversation with the man. I didn't know if he was gonna say two words to me. Sometimes I'm like, hello, how are you? And you're like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> because not everybody wants to have a conversation and I get that, right? But I just think there's something about being a child of God and seeing other people as children of God that should make us wanna have and give dignity to people? Can I keep eye contact with someone who I'm not sure wants to talk to me or just wants something from me? Can I have conversations with my loved ones where I practice patience and kindness? You know, sometimes people talk to me, sometimes people don't, but can I be kind? There's another conversation that I had with a lady at the grocery store. I have random conversations at the grocery store apparently a lot. Um, and this woman's name is Patty. And if I see Patty, if I know Patty is checking out, I will be sure to be in her line. I don't know what it is about this woman, but I really like her. Um, and so one day, you know, I'm putting my groceries on and she just kind of turns and she does this. And she turns back and I'm like, oh, that's a pretty lipstick color. And she goes, oh, you know what, today's my birthday and I'm wearing lipstick today to celebrate. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing, happy birthday. And so we just had a little conversation about it. It's these three minute conversations, right? That teach me about love. They teach me about patience. They teach me about kindness because sometimes it's the simple interactions that we have that have the biggest impact on people that we don't even know. So what does it look like to live that out, to live in those days? Friends, real kindness isn't a manipulative effort to get what we want. Real kindness is about giving something without the hope of reward. God loves us, 
and he blesses us continually, although we have really nothing to offer him. He says he wants us, he wants to be in relationship with us, but really we have nothing to give him. And yet he still loves us, and he's still patient with us, and he's still kind to us, even to those of us who refuse to love him back. He doesn't ask for much, just our whole lives. Which if we truly understand what it means to be loved by God, I think we can willingly give. What this week has made me realize is that I can be manipulative because I want people to like, give me what I want. And that's really kind of um, humbling to you know, say to a large group of people that I can be a manipulative person, but it's just true. I think probably all of us can be in some way, shape, or form, whether we want to admit it or not, because we want what we want. But what does it look like to let go of that? To really live in this place of, so let go of my soul and trust in him. Because even the wind and waves know his name. So I've realized that I need God. <laughs> I need to receive God's kindness. I need God to help infuse me with his kindness so that I can treat others and look out for others in the way that they deserve to be treated because they are sons and daughters of God. When God talks about his love and his kindness, uh, there's a passage in Romans 2.4 that strikes me. It talks about how God's kindness leads us to repentance and salvation. And sometimes when I think about God and repentance, it doesn't come off as kindness to me, if I'm honest, right? Sometimes I feel like, oh, really, Michelle? Really? You did that? Well, you just screwed that up, didn't you? But when I read that his kindness leads us to repentance, then I realize, oh, I think God is more like, hey, kiddo. You kind of messed that one up, but it's okay. Let's talk about it because you can start over. I love you. You know I love you, right? And when I receive that, that makes me want to repent. That makes me want to say like, oh my God, I am so sorry. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for your patience and your kindness to me. And yeah, I want to do different. Not out of this sense of guilt or obligation, but because I want to love God back as much as he loves me. And I don't know if that's possible or not, <laughs> to love him in the same way that he loves me, but it makes me want to try. So I want to challenge us this week to look at what it means to live out this life of kindness. And where do we need to repent? Where do we need to repent for the ways that we haven't been kind, or we just try and we strive for that kindness in and of ourselves instead of relying on God. Ephesians 2.7 says this, it speaks of the ultimate expression of God's kindness that is found in the amazing truth 
that he might show us the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. And what that means is that out of God's loving kindness that he sent Jesus to die for us. That Jesus was on the cross because God is kind. Because he loved us that much to send his son to take on all of our sins and to die and to rise again so that we may have life and have it to the full. And that's amazing. That blows my mind that God would love us that much that Jesus was willing to do that for us. It's his kindness that calls us back to him. It's his kindness that says, you know what, the choices that you're making aren't aligned with me, but I love you. And it's out of that love that we start to walk with him again. It's in receiving God's kindness and living out of that relationship that our relationships with one another, with our friends, with our families, with strangers, that they will begin to flourish. And what would it look like for us to be a church, to us to be this congregational family that lives out of our relationship with God because of his loving kindness for us? How would that change the way that we interact with each other? How would that change the way that we're kind to those that we see on a daily basis? It's this kind of love, this kind of kindness that is demonstrated through our actions towards others only if we first interact with God's redemptive love for us. So as the, as the band comes back up, I just want you to know that my prayer for us this week is that we would remember that love is kind and that the Lord would fill us with his love so that we, may, we might be kinder and more forgiving people and that it would all be for God's glory. Amen.